Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your host, Caleb. I'm back, guys. Hey, it's nice to see you all again. We're going to wrap up finishing talking about some quarterbacks. We also got some news we're going to jump into. So let's start with some monster news. First things first, we still, as of right now, uh, as I'm recording this at least, I still do not know officially what is going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I can say that obviously um, he is practicing um, in training camp, obviously with the with the first team, they're moving forward, but I think they're still kind of gearing up. I mean, there has to be a suspension and it is coming out that it should be happening this week. So we'll hopefully uh, hear sometime this week about what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Uh, more things. Uh, know that it was really interesting to see um, from what I heard from, I forgot who it was, but one of the beat reporters down in Carolina, he was talking about how awkward it was when Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were running, you know, walking down to the practice field and all you hear is the cheers, Baker, Baker. And th- I mean, it brings up an interesting question. If you go back to that draft and you sit here and think if you're Carolina that somehow you've got the first overall pick, which was Baker Mayfield and the I'm not mistaken, third overall pick, which was uh Sam Darnold. And you're like, wow, that's going to be incredible. And you know, you was, I mean, shoot two quarterbacks in the top five, somehow land on your team. Or it's also like, man, our team has just been garbage. But the big question is, who's starting? I mean, if you really listen to what they're saying down at the, you know, the, the facilities, obviously Baker Mayfield's pushing the ball down a little bit farther than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold looks more comfortable in the offense, obviously, because he's had a full offseason and he was there last year. I mean, he didn't look great by any means, but he didn't look terrible. You know, in my opinion, he looks just as good as freaking Baker did in Cleveland, you know, a year ago. Baker did have some better game or better seasons before that, but I also have to, you have to put the argument in that Baker did have a better team. I mean, Sam Darnold was with the Jets with new offensive coordinator, head coach, it seemed like all the time. I mean, again, anybody that was under Adam Gase, what did you expect was going to happen? I think it's going to be a really tough call. I, in my opinion, which I believe it's a very good opinion, so you should uh, you should believe it or not. But uh, in my opinion, as much as I was a really big Baker Mayfield fan coming out, you know the attitude, the you know which you kind of saw when he was in college anyway. But like I thought he would have matured a little bit by now, being in the NFL. It's not gotten much better. I know he talks about he's wanting to compete and compete and all this kind of stuff, but Sam Darnold, man, he just he just does his business. He does it a little bit quieter. I still think he's got, you know, leadership skills. I think it's different set of leadership skills, but I think they're honestly, they're both good quarterbacks, but man, I, I would be shocked. You know, if Sam Darnold can at least hold his own, I mean, he is broken. I mean, this dude's brain, man, like his, his confidence is shattered and, you know, Baker always has high confidence. 
I would really like to see Sam Darnold succeed in the NFL, though. I, I really, really would. Uh, honestly, if I was going to put money on it, I'd go with Baker. I think there is a really good shot that Baker um, will start the season for the the Carolina Panthers. But I really, really, really want to see Sam Darnold um, be successful somewhere in the NFL. Now down to Jimmy G. Ah, man, this this dude, uh, good looking Jimmy G. Looks like he is about to be a good looking cut quarterback, and most likely will end up in Seattle. I don't really know what this does for Drew Locke. Obviously, Jimmy G is gonna he's gonna be the quarterback if he ends up in Seattle. There's there's no if ands or buts about it. Jimmy G is a fine and capable quarterback, just can't stay healthy. I uh, we'll see. I mean, let's be honest. They got a bunch of draft capital for for Russell Wilson, and on top of that, if they were able to get a Jimmy G in. I mean, at least they can be pretty competitive. You know, I don't know what this offseason is really going to look like. I, I shoot, man, I really hate some of the tanking talk that happens every year when big moves or big, you know, big trades happen. And they're like, oh, well, you know, they're rebuilt, so they're going to tank this season. These are professional athletes that are paid to do a job, and they just paid. DK Metcalf to be a part of their organization for for a while and paid him like twenty five million a season. So it wasn't like they just gave him nothing. He's going to be kind of a focal point in that offense, depending on who the you know their quarterback will be moving forward. I don't think they're going to tank. I think if if you have to tank a season, be you know if you suck, you suck. Let's just do it that way. If you really suck, then that I mean. Go be your first overall pick. I don't really care, but don't like try to suck because that's how people get you know really bad injuries, and that's how careers are ending. You know, I don't want to see you know Tyler Lockett freaking lose his leg because you're trying to tank. You know, a, a season. You know, I want to see people be competitive. Really, past the Rams, that whole other side of the division is pretty wide open to me. You know, you look at San Francisco. Trying out Trey Lance. We'll kind of see what that's going to look like. You know, you have Kyler Murray who just signed a contract and we'll get into his fun stuff here in a second, but they got no DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Defense is, you know, eh, eh. but you can really kind of vibe for a playoff spot as a wild card and, you know, over there in the NFC. So I think if Jimmy G ends up there, I think Seattle will be more competitive than they are currently. I do think that makes me a little bit happier for a DK Metcalf and, and a Tyler Lockett in general, um, more than I was right now <laughs> looking at my rankings. So, um, yeah, that's that's most likely going to happen. Seattle's not going to pull the plug because they have to cut him. At, you know, San Francisco is going to have to cut him. So they're just going to wait for him to get cut. They'll sign him for a cheap contract, and then they'll you know they'll do their thing. Last but not least, we got to talk about this Kyler Murray stuff. We didn't get to talk about it a little bit last time. I you know, tossed an episode out there, uh, just getting back in the swing of things. So I kind of missed some stuff. So you guys will get over it, but we're going to talk about it now. Basically, as we all have found out and known by now is in the latest contract, they did put a studying, basically like a study hall. Uh, let's just put it that way. Study hall for Kyler Murray, blah, blah, blah. You know, media and everybody took it as, you know, he's not working hard. You know, Lincoln Riley came out and said he overworked. 
Look, you know, Kyler Murray's press conference, I thought he did a good job where he was like, look, you know, my height and my build, do you think I'm not working my butt off? Basically, that's paraphrase, guys. Um, I mean, it's true. I, I, I really do think he works hard. I think it's very interesting, though, because usually where he starts failing is in the playoffs and at the end of the season. So it is strange that you're so talented and so good up front, and then all of a sudden you get worse as the season progresses and you really don't know what you're doing in the playoffs. So I don't know, you know, is that not enough film? I will say this, and I put it out on Twitter. If you're the captain or you're the quarterback of an NFL team, there's one thing I don't have to tell you to do, and that's work your butt off in film. I should never have to tell you. So let alone if if it's the organization that doesn't feel like he's doing enough, if it's the organization that... You know, they're just like, hey, we really want to make sure we're, we're going to continue to be competitive. We just want to get a little extra work in, whatever. I don't know what it is. I really don't. I, I wasn't in the, you know, I'm not a part of the front office, so I don't know how it went down. But I will say, as an NFL quarterback, there's one thing I don't have, to, I should not have to, as a coach, tell you what to do. And that's to work your butt off in the, in the film room. Look at the people that have been the most successful. Yes, they have talent, but they're the people... They're the people that work so hard and look at Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady ain't running around anybody. I shouldn't say that he actually had some pretty good rushing attempts last year with Tampa, but that's beyond the point. He ain't running like Kyler Murray or Josh Allen or any, you know, Lamar Jackson, none of these guys. He never has. He never will. But what he does know is literally everything about the opposing defense. So he shreds them. Peyton Manning, same way. Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, even guys, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys. He's not going to be bull rushing and, you know, running for a a ton of rushing touchdowns. Like he's just, he works in the film room. These are how you guys can be successful. I think Kyler Murray can be extremely dangerous if he has that talent. And then he also is working his butt off in the, in the film room. So we'll kind of have to see. I think it's one of those things where, you know, now that they retracted it because it was such a huge media, you know, <laughs> issue, everybody apparently quote unquote took it the wrong way. Well, I don't know how else you want to say it because even the press release that the team said is, well, we've now retracted it because it was taken the wrong way. Well, you didn't exactly pair, you know, clear up what the right way was. So <laughs> we still don't know. Disappointing. Disappointing for the Cardinals organization. They really screwed this up. They shouldn't have released it to begin with. That's it. That's all I got. Let's go ahead and jump into the rest of my quarterback rankings for this coming season. So we're starting at number seven. I'm sure I... Well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I know I got a lot of flack last week um, from people complaining that I didn't have Kyler Murray in my top six. I mean, guys, he, he really would be in my top six, but not having DeAndre Hopkins on a suspension, but you know, missing your, your top receiver. I understand, you know, you got Hollywood Brown coming over, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. I do have Kyler Murray at number seven. I mean, keep in mind it's his, it's really, honestly, it's his legs. He He's incredible. He's never finished outside the top, top 12. He's always been a number one quarterback, six, First rookie season three in 2020. Last year, he was at 10. He did only play 14 games. Uh, He just looked sloppy, though, towards the end of the season. 
as he tends to do. So we'll just kind of see what he'll be able to do this year. But I do, I do really do like Kyler Murray. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback and the fact that he's 5'10". Let's go short quarterback people. If he was left-handed, I'd be losing my mind right now, but he's not. So it's all good. Now, going on to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, obviously what he was able to do last season was absolutely incredible. Coming from the 25th ranked quarterback all the way to the number sixth ranked quarterback is absolutely insane. Him and Jamar Chase were just I mean, seriously, like they were in college, just synced up, looked great. I don't see much changing. They bolstered that offensive line because they had to. I seriously, I cannot believe that this team made it to the Super Bowl because that line is so bad. I, I mean, it, it's incredible. And to even make the Super Bowl competitive is crazy and beyond me. But I think that they're going to be able to return. I think they're going to have a fine year. Uh, I, th- I really think they're just going to get that much better. Hopefully he won't get hit as much. And he'll just continue to improve. But he took this team, this Bengals team that was garbage and really made them again, a Super Bowl contender. And I think that they're going to be contending again this season. And Joe Burrow is going to put up some incredible numbers. But next on my list, I don't think it's going to be a surprise. I mean, I actually maybe just due to the fact that like, I still can't believe he's playing, (laughs) but that's Tom Brady. I mean, go what he's going to be 45 this year. I mean, he's only been a top 12 quarterback basically since 2017. Had a rough year, only played 12 games 2016. Outside of that, 2013, he finished 14th. He's been top five or top 12 in every freaking year. And all right, yeah, Gronk's not coming back. Oh, no problem. Well, let's just go get Julio freaking Jones. Okay, well... Now you got Mike Evans, Julio Jones down there, not to mention Russell Gage, who's a very talented wide receiver coming over from Atlanta. Oh, and yeah, they still have Chris Godwin that hopefully will be coming back from injury. And still they have Leonard Fournette and a very good defense. Dude, he he's ready to roll. I mean, there's no reason why he should not have another insanely freaking good year. Kyle Rudolph even came over, and I know everybody was like, oh, Kyle Rudolph, he's not going to have it. I mean, he's going to be fine. But Cameron Braid's going to start. The one thing that we do have to monitor right now, Ryan Jensen, his center, is going to be missing probably a few months. Ryan Jensen, of course, only came back to Tampa because Tom Brady basically called and said, yo, bro, I'm coming back. You should come with me, blah, blah, blah. So obviously they're back. they were back in Tampa. It does put a little bit of a damper (laughs) into Tom Brady and what he's going to probably do this season, but Tom Brady gets the ball out freaking fast. I think that I think they'll be fine until Ryan Jensen comes back. It's I think the the more interesting thing is is the utilization of Russell Gage. Are they going to utilize him more in this offense? You know, he's a little bit shiftier wide receiver than two big bodied guys on the outside that need to kind of get downfield. They're really good at getting downfield over top plays. Not exactly like, you know, little slants and running after the catch type mentality. So there might be, you know, more check downs to Leonard Fournette and, you know, maybe let Russell Gage run a little bit more. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see, but yeah, Tom Brady still is going to be an absolutely incredible quarterback this season. I do have him at nine. He'll probably finish higher. Keep in mind, guys, man, it's so hard to do rankings sometimes because these quarterbacks are going to be, they're really freaking good. He finished number three last year. He'll probably finish top five. But I'm I'm just saying, if all these other quarterbacks do have really good years, he, he might finish at number nine. We'll just kind of, you know, see how it all plays out. 
Another guy. He just came off a freaking Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, I got ranked at number 10. I do have him ranked a little bit lower probably than than maybe some. I think the offense is changing a, you know, a little bit. Obviously, OBJ not there. They still have Cooper Cup. They brought in Allen Robinson. I think that's a very interesting move. Allen Robinson is, you know, he's another kind of bigger bodied outside guy. Uh, it, it's really going to be intriguing to see the, the utilization there. We got to see some more running. Man, K Makers needs to stay healthy. Darren Henderson needs to stay healthy. We, man, we really need to see some better running back play. And if we do, I think that only is going to help make Matthew Stafford that much better. We'll see if Van Jefferson can step up and we'll see what Tutu Atwell can do this year um, out of the slot as well. But Matthew Stafford, I think, is poised to have another really solid year. He almost had 5,000 yards last year, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That's really freaking good. He hasn't had a season like that. My goodness. Uh, 2011. So quite a while. So 10 years since he's had a season where he threw 40 touchdowns. I think he, I think he's poised to be able to throw a, have another 40 touchdown season. I would like to see his interceptions go down just slightly, but 17 is really not that bad. He's not going to be like an Aaron Rodgers where he's only throwing like four freaking years. It's, in, it's incredible. But Matthew Stafford, once again, going to be a solid quarterback and guys, I know you're all going to hate me for this, but you got to keep in mind, here's why I'm doing it. Because he rarely finishes outside the number ones. He usually is right around 11, 10, 12 even. And I know there's some really good quarterbacks behind him, like Dak Prescott and Matt Ryan. I've got my own issues with Dak Prescott this year. I got Dak Prescott at 13. Um, You know, even Matt Ryan back there. But I got Kirk Cousins, man. I got Kirk Cousins up here. It's kind of crazy. He's finished 11th in the last two seasons. He's just really freaking consistent. 33 touchdowns, 11, uh, seven interceptions last year, which is really solid. And over 4,000 yards. And that's just probably what he's going to do again this year. I mean, he's still got Justin Jefferson out there. They still got um, uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. And even KJ Osborne was kind of almost a breakout last year. And we still got to figure out what's going to go on with Irv Smith down in the tight end game. But, you know, this offense still is, it's just a consistent offense. They, they just, he gets the job done every year. It's not going to be flashly, flashy. He's not going to have a ton of these weeks where it's like, dude, he was the number one this week. But he's guaranteed lock almost to give you 20 to 24 points a week, even 25. That, that's just how he is. He's just going to be a very consistent player. He's never going to give you a lot of those bust weeks. In fact, I'm looking right here. I'd say he had one, two, three, four. He had four kind of bust weeks. I mean, I classify bust weeks anything under 15 points. That's just my way of doing it. But everything else was basically 20 points and higher. So he had a couple 16s, but he's just really freaking consistent. And as much as I hate to put him up here, because everybody's going to give me so much crap for it, you got, just got to look at the stats, guys. <laughs> like... He just, he just does it. It, it. It's not great. He just does it. And this one's kind of difficult. I got him at my last spot, number 12. And the only reason is I just don't know what this offense is going to look like. He's never been good with rookies. And that's Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're basically saying Alan Lazard's going to be his go-to receiver this year. That doesn't make me happy by any means. Alan Lazard being the number one, like if I was going into the season and Alan Lazard was my number one, I would basically really start questioning my whole entire offense. Uh, 
But it looks like even on the depth chart, they have Alan Lazard as number one. They've got Sammy Watkins listed as the number two. Obviously, that'll change. And they still got Randall Cobb there in the slot. Everybody's going to, you know, focus on Christian Watson. What is Christian Watson going to do in this offense? Can him and Aaron Rodgers make things happen? He just doesn't do it with rookies, guys. He just, he doesn't. There was always, when a rookie came in, there's always been a primary veteran receiver that that he would target first. He would get at that point. He would work with the rookie. The following season, he would be fine. I just don't know, man. I don't think this is the year Aaron Rodgers. I, I, if I'm putting money down, he ain't MVP this year. We'll put it that way. He won't be my MVP. So I still think it because it's Aaron Rodgers, I have to. It's almost like I have to have him as a number one because that's literally all he's done his whole entire freaking career except two years has been in the basically underneath the top 10. So he's either one, two, three. I think the lowest he ever finished was, yeah, ninth. So he's always up there. And then he had two years where he was injured. So those don't, I don't really count those, but Aaron Rodgers is going to round out my top 12. Yes. You guys can fight me all you want. I want to hear your feedback. I want to know who would you guys switch out? I mean, there's Dak Prescott out there. Still Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Trey Lance is now very intriguing to see what he's going to do down in San Francisco because it's a very friendly quarterback offense that Kyle Shanahan runs. You know, Mac Jones, there's been so much hype right now with Mac Jones about how he's the next Tom Brady, things like this, to a Tonga Vailoa. Where is he going to finish? Especially now he's got Tyree Kill. He's not going to finish that high. Uh, you know, let me know. Who would you slide in and who would you take out? Obviously, I know you're going to take out Kirk Cousins, but I guarantee you guys he's going to finish at 11 or 12 this year. But other than that, who else would you slide out? Who would you replace him with? Let me know. You can reach us at the Monsters FB on all of our social media pages. We'd love to hear you. We'd love to get your questions. Keep on asking them all. And thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast with Caleb. I'll catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cruel, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.